0: Thanks for coming in and joining me for this episode of We Drink and We Farm Things. This episode is actually a really special throwback episode. We are doing throwback episodes for this month while Sam rests. She is still resting. So I just wanted to give you an update there And we picked this episode because in it, we really wax poetic about feeling behind in the garden and trying to catch up. And it really is the perfect episode for you if you're starting to worry that it's too late to get some of your garden tasks done. Because spoiler alert, it's not. But This episode actually has lots of tips sprinkled in for getting what's most important to you and your garden goals done. So I'm really excited that you got to hear this episode again, if you already listened to it last year, or if perhaps you missed it, because I don't know about you, but in Ohio, we have had the most insane heat wave the last couple of weeks. And it's really, really thrown the garden game off here. And I personally was starting to feel really behind and was worried that I might not really even be able to get a garden in this year. But after re-listening to this episode, I realized that there's still tons of stuff I can get done. Maybe not all of it, but I can certainly pick and choose the things that are most important to me and still feel like I got a good garden growing and that I can still enjoy delicious food that I put in the ground and grew in my backyard. And it's just a really wonderful feeling. So without further ado, I wanted to thank our drink peeps this episode. We actually have two drink peeps. It is Natalie Quist, which is at Cloud Lover Fiber over on the Instagram. And of course, our friend and teammate Katie Montgomery, and she is at Sticky Holler Farm over on the Instagram. So cheers, ladies. And now we get to dive into our episode. Yay!
1: The moment you've all been waiting for.
0: (laughs) Yes. Today, we're going to give our gardening updates. Hooray!
1: We've been putting this one off a little bit, but that's mostly because we wanted to wait until there was enough going on that this wouldn't be like a five-minute episode, leaving you all disappointed and wanting more.
0: (laughs) To be fair, this year... Mother Nature put off gardening, just in general. Yeah.
1: Yeah. She wanted to sleep in a little bit, for sure.
0: Yeah. I mean, yesterday morning, so we're recording this on May 16th. So on May 15th, there was frost here in my yard. Mm.
1: See, we had our last frost a couple days before that. So when I saw that you had a frost yesterday, it was like, gosh, that's weird because you're so much more south than I am.
0: Yeah. And I think some of it has to do with where my house is located because in town they said they didn't get a frost. And in fact –
1: But you're like on a hill, aren't you? Yeah. Yeah. I'm on
0: a hill. I'm exposed. There's nothing that like – insulates our farm area like from the elements i guess Mm. um so we're like not surrounded by woods or anything we're just like out in the open but the low was only supposed to be 40 and we still got a frost on the ground so yeah that was kind of disappointing but now it's done like for sure because the low last night was 50s so we're good now
1: yeah that's about where we're at now too so I'm not seeing any weird dips in the forecast, so I'm definitely going to be putting stuff in over time over the next couple weeks. I was hoping to do, like, a big bang and get everything done or at least a large portion of stuff done, but that's just not how it's working out this year. And that's okay because I just have to go update some dates in my spreadsheet and then figure it out from there. Not a big deal.
0: (laughs) Yeah. Well, and that's one of the nice things about having a plan is that when things go off the rails, like – you can still catch up and go back to it. And that's one of the reasons why I'm like always a big advocate for at least putting together some sort of plan. And in fact, yesterday, because last night or the night before was technically like my for sure last frost, even though it was supposed to be three weeks prior to that. (laughs) Um, I got to pull out my garden planner and look at the beds that I had laid out. And I was able to get two beds planted in like an hour because I already knew where everything needed to go. So I just pulled trays out of the greenhouse and planted those two beds. And yeah, it was nice to like actually get some stuff out of the greenhouse because it's been overflowing now for several weeks.
1: (laughs) (laughs) It's a good problem to have.
0: It is, but it was so funny. I I had planned for like all of these pepper plants. I, I put in 26 pepper plants yesterday. Oh, wow. They're all spicy peppers. I don't know what happened to my bell peppers, but I don't have any.
1: <laughs> oh, so Bev is just going to be living the spicy life.
0: <laughs> pretty much, pretty much. I'll go to a nursery and go pick up some, because at this point, if I start them from seeds, I won't have peppers until September. Right. <laughs> so, yeah, I guess, yeah, I don't know what happened. In, according to my book, I planted some, but I wonder if those were some of the seeds that just, like, didn't come up oh. and I forgot to make a note. Or I did make a note and I just haven't found it yet. So I'm still figuring out how to use my system. And once I settle into a groove, it'll be a little easier, but... Mm-hmm. <laughs> I was like, where are all my bell peppers? I do have some mini bell peppers, though, uh, which I'm excited about those. But they're like little like thumb-sized bell peppers. They don't get big. They're like a
1: snack.
0: (laughs) Yeah, they're little snack bell peppers.
1: They sound adorable, though. I like mini anything. Mm -hmm. That's probably why I'm obsessed with baby animals.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Well, I planted three mini plants this year. The mini bell peppers, mini eggplants and mini bell tomatoes they're like these adorable little tomato plants that are like a foot tall that's as tall as they Aww. get yeah they're the cutest little things that's and the fun. tomatoes are like the size of the tip of your pinky they're so tiny
1: <laughs> oh my gosh how cute
0: truly <laughs> miniature
1: <laughs> so what else do you got going on over there
0: So yesterday was my really big gardening day because I'm trying to get everything done before I go on vacation. It's my husband and I's 10-year anniversary this week. Well, I guess from when this drops, it will have been the prior week. But I need to get everything planted before we leave just because the temperatures are going to get, like, super crazy while we're gone. And I don't want everything in the greenhouse to fry. So... Oh, yeah. My goal this week is to get all of the plants out of the greenhouse, except the things that are in the beds. And then what I'm going to do is I'm just going to open the greenhouse up and I'll leave it open unless there's a really bad wind. Because a bad wind can get trapped inside the greenhouse and, like, ripped apart. So when uh, we're getting, like, 40-mile-an-hour winds, I need to close everything. Mm-hmm. But as long as it's below that it can handle the wind. So, so that's my goal and I'm probably about halfway done. So after we're done recording, I'll get to go out there and put some more stuff in the garden. I've planted so many flowers. It's not even funny. And that was really fun. I'm glad that I planted flower seeds this year. We did dahlias and zinnias and, gosh, I can't even pronounce half of the flowers (laughs) that I planted.
1: (laughs) They're pretty. That's all we need to know.
0: (laughs) Yeah, they're so pretty. I did bachelor's buttons and cosmos and, yeah, snapdragons, just, like, so many flowers. I'm really looking forward to those. And yesterday, I also intercropped about 150 onions into my lettuce bed. Holy shit. And. I'm really excited to see how that goes. So I bought – I didn't mean to buy that many onions. I <laughs> i bought one bundle of, of onion sets for the purple onions or red onions. And then the other kind of onion I buy every year are candy onions. Those are my favorite white onions. And I picked up the bundle and I don't know what I was thinking. I was just like, oh, I need two of these. So I grabbed a second one, and when I opened up all three of the bundles and started hydrating them before I put them in the ground, I was like, wow, this is a lot of onions. I mean, I'll freeze them and I'll dehydrate them, so we'll use them all this winter. But I thought, I don't really want to dedicate a whole bed to onions. What else could I do? So I walked around the garden, and I've got a really nice greens and lettuces bed, And I was looking between the rows and I thought, you know, lettuces have really shallow roots and they'll start dying off like come mid-June. It's Mm going to start getting too hot for a lot of that stuff. So I thought, well, by that point, that's when the bulbs will start like really forming and getting big. So why don't I just plant these sets in between all these lettuce rows and then maybe the greens can help shade the lettuces a little bit to help extend that season just a bit. But those can be growing. And then when the lettuce is gone, then it's just an onion bed. But I didn't have to dedicate a whole bed to onions now.
1: Smart.
0: Yeah. So we'll see how that goes. I think it's going to go really well. I What I did was I took my soaker hose out there and I just soaked the whole bed so the soil was nice and soft. And then I just took the onion sets and I used a finger and I just like, you know, I poked a hole in the soil and then popped the onion set in and I just did that row after row after row and gosh it took me forever to plant that bed but that whole <laughs> thing every single row has onions in between it
1: <laughs> right well 150 <laughs> onions is a lot
0: yeah I'm guessing that there were 50 per a bundle because there was just it was so many onions it's, oh it had gosh. to be that many <laughs> oh. it was like oh but luckily we like onions so that's good Yes. One other new thing that I did this year is I planted a whole potato bed.
1: Nice.
0: I don't usually do that. I always have trouble with potatoes because we get potato bugs really bad. Oh. But I'm going to experiment with doing the marigolds and nasturtiums in the potato bed to help repel some things. I'll also be sure to put that line of First Saturday Lime around it. But also there is a potato beetle like bait or poison type of thing that my neighbor uses. And if they get really bad, then I think I might give in and go for that. I usually try not to do that, but mm-hmm. I really want potatoes this year because you can get some really cool potato varieties when you yeah. plant them yourself. Like, gosh, I need to look at the names really quick. But like one of them is just this really beautiful purple potato. <sighs> Ooh. And it looks so gorgeous. When I cut it apart so that I could cut the eyes apart, I just was like, oh, my gosh. Like, they just – they look so pretty. (laughs) They're called Purple Majesty. Ooh. It's like a super dark purple color in the middle of it. Nice. But then I got some red Norland potatoes, and I also did French fingerling potatoes. So I got really experimental with that. And I did some sweet potato vines also. You plant sweet potatoes from like the little vine slips. So they're like wrapped in newspaper and they've already got all their leafy greens and stuff on them. And I just Mm -hmm. popped those into the same bed. So my goal with the potato bed is actually to leave some. And then just mulch that bed in. And then next year, I won't have to plant it. I'll just get volunteer potatoes because that's what my neighbor does. And she loves it. She's like, I don't plant potatoes anymore. I just leave some of them in there and then they grow for me.
1: (laughs) Nice. Yeah. That's cool.
0: It's all about like working smarter and not harder.
1: (laughs) Yeah. Heck yeah.
0: (laughs) And one of the other things that I did this week, which I did it a little early, unfortunately. So I did lose some tomatoes and some marigolds. But I put in... My tomato trellis bed. So I've had that trellis that goes through the middle of my garden. It's just a stretched two by four welded wire fence. I stretched that through the middle of my garden for tomatoes, always intending to put tomatoes in there. Mm -hmm. And I did a few last year, but I didn't really, like, mark the bed. Well, I used some downed branches to just frame a bed out. Oh, cute. Yeah, it does. It looks really cute. My husband was – he was kind of discouraging me from doing that because he's like, we have all these, like, nice built garden beds. So, like, when you add that, it's going to add, like, a weird rustic look in the middle of, like, all of this finished look. But lumber is so expensive. I'm not building any more beds right now. <laughs> oh my god! Yeah. <laughs>
1: Don't do it. It's not cheap.
0: <laughs> no. And so I was just like, I have to. I have to line this bed somehow because I really want to put the tomatoes on the trellis. But I wanted to put marigolds and lettuce and zinnias at the base of the tomatoes. And the only way to do that is to mark the bed off. Otherwise, I'm going to have them like spilling into the path and Mm -hmm. stuff. And then everything's going to get like all crazy. So I lined. So I peeled the plastic back. I lined the bed with the with the downed tree limbs. And I bought this really cool auger tool. It's a foot long three inch auger that works with our drill
1: Oh, I think I've seen something like that advertised on Instagram recently.
0: Like, it keeps yelling
1: at me to buy it. And I'm like, I really don't need that, but it looks fun.
0: So I don't recommend buying it from the ads because you're probably going to end up with some, like, cheap, like, China knockoff. Because <laughs> that's what tends to happen to me when I buy from social media ads. So I tend to just ignore those. And then I go on – I Google that product. Mm-hmm. And then I found an American-made auger that was identical to that one and yeah it cost like two or three times as much but I was able to make three quarters of that bed and plant 15 tomatoes and all of the marigolds in like an hour and a half after work the other day because of that auger because I just went down I just like zoom 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 the holes for the tomatoes Mm -hmm. and it worked perfectly and I used it yesterday to plant dahlias and sweet peas and it was so nice because it goes through the weed cloth so oh, yeah. if you have a bed where you put weed cloth down, like that auger is a lifesaver so that you can punch through the weed cloth and get your plant in.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: <laughs> so I highly recommend that. And in fact, I'll put a link in the show notes to the auger because I bought it from Amazon and it's a USA made one. And so far it's held up really well. So I feel good about it at this point. Good. One thing that is still on my list, and I was hoping I would get to it this week, is I need to tarp my corn bed for the corns, pumpkins, and sunflowers. And I hoped to get the tractor out and smooth that bed out and get that done this weekend, but I just lost all of the time. And unfortunately, now there's <laughs> clover growing in it. Oh, no. <laughs> So it's another one of those we planned on building another bed there, but because of lumber prices, we changed our minds. So I told Jared, I'm like, I'm just going to plant this stuff straight in the ground this year, but I'm going to tarp it first because of the Mm -hmm. clover so that it can kill it all. And then I'll use the auger to drill through the tarp to plant the corn and the sunflowers and the pumpkins individually. And we'll see how that does. But I'll have stuff spilling into the path since I don't have a bed marked off. But I figured something is better than nothing this year. And yeah. I just need to get it started.
1: <laughs> yes.
0: And then the last thing that I've really been working on a lot this year is I learned how to sprout dahlias from tubers.
1: Ooh, fancy. Yeah. I don't know if that's fancy, but it sounds fancy.
0: It felt fancy. So I <laughs> went on like Etsy and I ordered some dahlia tubers and they came they were already like starting to sprout in the bags which was really exciting Ooh. but i got those four dahlias in a like a pretty garden bed over the weekend which i'm really proud of so i'm actually going to have like some landscaping
1: <laughs> nice
0: and i had ordered some more from someone on instagram that sells dahlia tubers and i just got those planted yesterday so they're not super fancy but the trick is you don't want to get them too wet because dahlia tubers rot really easily. So like well draining soil is, is really essential for them. And you want to make sure that you don't bury the eye. So you'll look at your tuber and you'll see like a little tiny circle where a little tiny sprout is coming out. Just make sure that you don't cover that in soil. And that should be where your dahlia plant grows from and then you'll be good to go so I don't know I had several people tell me that dahlias don't grow very well in my area so I may have just invested in a new hobby that's not going to come to (laughs) fruition but I thought I'd give it a try because dahlias are the new hot cut flower so yeah
1: they're super pretty
0: oh they are they're beautiful so I thought I'd give those a try Simple Gross Worm Castings is the most potent soil enhancer on the market and provides your plants exactly what they need, exactly when they need it. Packed with loads of rich nutrients, these worm castings will give your plants an immediate boost as well as provide nutrition for the long term. And listen, I can attest to this personally because I've been putting Simple Gross Worm Castings into each planting hole as I transplant my peppers and tomatoes, and wow, they have really taken off. So get a bag today and save 10% off your first purchase with code drink and farm by going to simplegrow.com slash drink and farm. You will be so happy you did. Ooh, so I felt like I talked a lot. What what do you got going on over there? I feel like I need a nap. Like
1: you got so much going on over there. <laughs> I need a nap for you. <laughs> I love it though. No, it sounds like I can tell, it's funny, because we've been doing this podcast for a while. And compared to, like, probably one of the first times you talked about gardening, you can, like, if you listen to our whole podcast journey, it's probably funny. People could probably track how much we've grown over time. For us, though, like, I think it's really difficult as the person going through the journey to understand how far you've come.
0: Mm -hmm. Because
1: you're always, like... It, like I do this at work too you never take time to like turn around and look at what you've done and celebrate it and have gratitude for it that's really intentional thing you have to do otherwise you can get really stuck on like just pushing forward and seeing the problems that you have but like you've grown so much as a gardener just in the couple of years that we've been friends and doing this podcast and I'm just super proud of you. Oh, thanks. So I'll get mushy for a second. We'll just drink our drink for a second there. <laughs> I'm, I'm not crying.
0: You're crying.
1: <laughs> okay, but, anyways.
0: And from all of this garden journey, you've become a gardener too. Because gardening yeah. isn't necessarily something you were super into, right? No, well, because
1: I hate weeds. Oh, yeah. So much. And that is like one of the chores my mom would try to make me do and I just wouldn't like it because my parents have like an in the ground huge garden they do a bunch of stuff and it was always like wildly successful so some of that's kind of intimidating to me too because it's like oh man I might just suck at this or if it's got to go straight into the ground like I don't want to do it because I hate weeds mm-hmm. and like I work you know my parents both work full-time job too but like being in the garden and weeding was not my idea of like blowing off steam. Although yesterday I did pull some weeds and it was oddly therapeutic. So maybe, (laughs) maybe I'm turning a corner there, but yes, So this year after I grew like a couple of beans and a pumpkin last year, I got super excited (laughs) this year. I've decided kind of go big or go home, but not too big because you know, budget and time and all that fun stuff. But I did start a variety of seeds My plan was to do it in three phases, but I ran out of room after phase two (laughs) (laughs) because it's like, I was just in my utility closet, which isn't super big, but we like got some shelves and made it work. So I have like three or four, I think it's three like shelves of stuff. So it was better than last year. I didn't have the mold issues that I had last year because we had a fan going in there. Oh, smart. It also shares space with my water heater and my furnace, so there's not, like, a ton of room in there. But that's okay. I did some up-potting, too, and it was, like, a 50-50 shot if I screwed it up. (laughs) Not everything made it after the up-pot, which is also okay because I'm still learning. It's fine. But I think I'm just coming to the conclusion that I'm not, like, a huge fan of seed starting. It's kind of fun, but I think next year I might do like 75% direct sow and maybe 25% seed starting, which might limit like what I'll get. But I feel like right now there's a lot of trial and error going on and that's okay. But part of me feels like it's a little wasteful. So the things that have been starting really well for me, though, are like some tomatoes and cucumbers, my God, maybe I should just have like a pickle company or something because my cucumbers are like <laughs> banging. Nice. And I do love pickles, so maybe it's my calling. I don't know. <laughs> But my mom... You're going to be a pickle farmer. Yeah, my mom makes really, really great pickles. She cans them herself. So maybe maybe we'll go into business together. I don't know. She does listen. So think about it, mom. Anyways, so I have those and I'm pretty excited about them. But like my broccoli and cauliflower, like they're doing okay. So maybe they'll be fine once they go outside. But most of my stuff I think will be just direct. So which I'm okay with. And next year, maybe we'll do like a greenhouse situation so I can start outside. Like my month before seed starting, maybe if that was outside, it might be okay. But I'm just not really feeling like cramming things into my utility closet's working for me either.
0: But we'll see how I feel next year. So it's so funny that you mentioned the greenhouse because next year, I'm actually going to do our seed starting in the basement instead of the greenhouse. Ah! <laughs> what i need to do is i need to use the greenhouse as more of a hardening off space oh that's good to know the way that my greenhouse is set up and i don't know if i don't know yet if it's my greenhouse or the things that i've done in it maybe i haven't set something up right but controlling the temperature and the light is too hard out Mm. there and maybe it was just because we had a really bad spring but like I needed a heater in there like I technically probably should have had a heater running last week I didn't though I finally unplugged everything because I we needed to mow And I was getting too worried that we were going to forget to unplug one of the extension cords. So once mowing season started, I just unplugged it and said, what happens, happens. And we lost some tomatoes and we lost some flowers to like frost on the edge of the greenhouse. It got too cold in some corners. But yeah, like my tomato starts, I I sold tomato starts for the first time this weekend. It's my first official selling of something from the farm.
1: Yay! Yay! That's
0: huge. Yeah, it is. It's huge. But the tomatoes are really like puny because I like the ones that I started in my office were way better than the ones that I started in the greenhouse this year. So I need better temperature and light control and I don't know how to get it in the the greenhouse. So I think next year I'm going to go back inside, but I'm going to put it in the basement with better lights and then – We'll keep working on the greenhouse thing. But the greenhouse is a great place for kale and, like, all the brassicas, like, all the cold weather stuff. The greenhouse is perfect for that. But, like, tomatoes and peppers and things like that, like, not not for that greenhouse. <laughs> not for my greenhouse. You just got to make
1: it work for you.
0: Yeah, exactly. So I think those things I'm going to start inside. Cold weather stuff, I'll start in the greenhouse because that's fine. But... Well,
1: that's good to know because then I'll just – maybe I'll do a mix. And if we do – go the greenhouse route. That is good to know for like colder weather stuff and like hardening off because that's my problem. Like I don't have a problem starting it, but once it starts getting like out of control and I have to up pot, then it's like all my space is gone. Mm-hmm. So, I'll have to think through. I also like honestly we probably should have gotten a new furnace this year, but we skipped it because we got it to work. <laughs> and if I, if we do get a new furnace, it'll go in the basement and it'll open up that closet. So, like, I'm, like, mentally preparing for next winter having to do that. In that case, if we can move that to the basement, I'll have quite a bit more room. And maybe I'll think differently about it. Nice. But anyways, so that's where the seed starting's at. We also got the materials for our garden beds. If you follow me at, over on Instagram, which, by the way, I just did a name change on Instagram. I'm no longer at chickens.and.wine. I think I thoroughly confused people, even though I put it in my stories, but not everybody looks at my stories versus feed. Blah, blah, blah. Now we are Twin Willows Farm. That is my LLC for the farm, so I can start feeling like a big kid with a business. And it's really gotten my butt in gear for, like doing actual farm things and legitimizing what we're doing. Nice. Yeah. So it feels good. I, I also have somebody working on a logo and things like that. So I'm taking it very seriously.
0: Ooh, I like it. Yeah.
1: It's been it's been a lot of fun. But anyway, so we got our garden beds. And guys, it was expensive. AF, because Bev like Bev's been saying lumber prices are just stupid. Like is the only way I can describe it. But I'd been saving and already went in with the expectation that I was going to pay more because of the way things are right now. And that was okay. We bought, instead of doing all wood, we bought eight foot corrugated metal roof sheets for the long sides and just kind of built like a frame type situation. So the ends are wood and then we have like little pole, like the treated poles you can get from tractor supply to do fencing. Mm -hmm. That's what's holding everything together, like in the corners and in the middle. And then along the top, we have a border now because I needed a place to be able to place my adult beverage. Yeah. And and like kneel on and not cut my leg on metal. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) So dual purpose there. But it did kind of eat into some of my planting space, but the trade off of like, you know, not having to not have a place to put things down or kneel on because mine are like three feet tall. So they're real tall beds too. So, you know, I also had to anticipate how much I was going to pay for dirt because I need almost like if I was doing purely dirt, it's like two acres Of soil per bed. But what we're going to do is I have a lot of boxes, a lot of cardboard boxes. So I'm going to break those down, put those in. We have a lot of branches. We have like chicken shit and goat shit from years and years, like composting. So it's going to be a mix. I did end up getting eight yards of 50-50 mix, which is a garden compost soil mix. So it's a lot, but I'm going to like all my bigger pots and stuff that I have around the house everything's getting fresh soil this year. Cause that stuff's been sitting for a little while. So all the stuff in those pots will go into the bottom of the bed as well. And I have four beds. We were going to do six, but I'm like, you know what? <laughs> like, let's start with four and make sure like, I actually want to do this after this year. <laughs> so maybe I'll be like, screw this. This is too much work. I hate it. <laughs> I don't think I will, but if, if I really like it and need the space next year, we'll build two more. Not a big deal. But like, Full disclosure, it probably costs about $300 to build those three, be- four beds when it was all said and done. Oh, yeah. I believe it. Yeah. Yeah. So this year, I'll put, like, my corn and some other crops that take up a lot of space or are really tall. I'm just going to plant those straight into the ground and around the same area. I'm not going to put those in a bed or anything like that this year. And then I'm also going to have a separate space, like, a really big space for pumpkins, watermelons, and sunflowers. Although I did plant some sunflowers yesterday. I got some from Wild Roots Farm. And they're like... Oh! There's one called a Titan Sunflowers. And the heads can be like 24 inches big. So I put some of those in front of a fence we have out front. And then she has a short stack mix, which has a bunch of like different ones that range from like, I think like a foot to three feet or something like that. And I put those in front of our porch out front. So hopefully... They look good, nice. they look the pictures look gorgeous <laughs> on our website, so I'm excited to like buy some but from somebody I follow on Instagram, but I have like a shit ton of sunflower seeds left, So I gotta figure out where I'm gonna put the rest of them. <laughs>
0: you could never have too many sunflowers in my opinion. I'm so excited,
1: so that's how it's going. So I feel like we're slightly behind schedule from where I originally thought in my head, but it's, like, maybe only a week or two behind, which isn't too terrible.
0: Yeah, I'm feeling a little behind right now, too. And I think it was just the this year, like, spring, cold spring felt like it held on a little longer than normal.
1: Yeah. Yeah. But I feel like, at least up here, we didn't get slammed with crazy, crazy snowstorms all winter. True that. We just had a couple that were kind of, I wouldn't even call them bad. So I think that was the trade-off with Mother Nature. <laughs> <laughs> your winter won't completely suck, but your spring's going to be a little cold. Yeah. <laughs> I'll take it. Oh, so, I think that's it for me. Maybe we'll do another one of these in a month or two once things are really rocking and rolling in our gardens and Oh yeah. Then you can all find out if I hate it or not. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I'm sure it'll be fine. Yeah, I look forward to doing another update because I want to I want to see like how my planned garden beds actually go like it was really fun to put things like in the grid where they actually belonged. That's the one mm. thing that I like about the seed starting is you have more control over like the aesthetics of the bed. Yes. The all the places where I direct, so like I have crooked rows and they're overcrowded. But what I do is I pick those extra plants and I eat them as baby greens. So I still eat Ooh. them because I hate wasting them. But then that allows me to thin them while like getting to enjoy some of it right away, mm-hmm. which is nice. But yeah, I, I'm, I'm curious to see how things like end up panning out after like all this prep work yes. <laughs> that we've done <laughs> yeah so that's it on the garden update guys yeah. be sure and join our facebook group tell us how your garden's going and you know like how did the spring pan out for you maybe you got to start planning early so you're like ahead of the game
1: <laughs> you're like haha
0: bitches <laughs> we want to hear about it <laughs> yes please <laughs> We hope you enjoyed this throwback episode. This episode was originally titled, We're Finally Gardening. And you can listen to the show notes for this episode over at drinkandfarm.com slash 208. That will take you to any links that we discussed in this episode and also links to the episode sponsors. We've got some really, really cool things happening with our podcast sponsors. So you definitely want to go check those out. And until next time, drink, farm, and give zero bucks. Bye now. We drink things, we farm things, we drink and farm this episode is sponsored in part by grubbly Farms. grubbly Farms is now the official poultry feed and snack sponsor of the We Drink and We Farm Things podcast.
1: grubbly Farms provides healthy, high-quality snacks and feeds for your feathered friends. grubbly Feed is free of fish, corn, and soy and is made with non-GMO ingredients. Grubbly's snacks have... 50 times more calcium than
0: mealworms, promoting stronger eggshells and flashier feathers. So head on over to grubblyfarms.com and use code DRINKANDFARM25 to get 25% off your first order.